With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Our temperature right now is 25 degrees. The forecast high for today, 34-24, the low tonight. A California man fled and crashed his vehicle following a shoplifting incident in Creston. 24-year-old Wiley James Llewellyn of Riverside, California, was inside Walmart and took off to his vehicle following a shoplifting incident. Llewellyn fled the scene in his 2005 Chevy Cobalt traveling northeast through the parking lot at a high rate of speed. The driver struck the curb when airborne and crashed through a chain-link fence into a pond. The vehicle was airborne from the point it struck the curve until it came in contact with a fence. Llewellyn exited the vehicle and fled on foot from the scene. At this time, no charges have been announced. After much consideration, Cass County Sheriff Darby McLaren has decided he will not seek re-election. Sheriff McLaren said this was a long-term decision. I've always known that when you get enough time in in our profession, you need to know when the getting's good to get out. Um, it's a young man's game, and I certainly have put my time in, and um, I just think it's time to go. And and I've always had the, the time when I turned 50, and I'm 51 now, that, that I needed to look at it seriously. So. It, it didn't just jump up on me recently. I, it was a long-term decision. Sheriff McLaren said it has been a privilege to serve the citizens of Cass County for the last 28 years, and he has many fond memories. He said he's not sure what his future holds, but he's looking forward to spending time with family and new challenges. Sheriff McLaren said what makes this decision easier is that he is leaving the sheriff's office in very capable hands. Cass County is fortunate to have a dedicated staff with 125 years of combined experience with several people qualified to step in and take the lead, unquote. Now, Chief Deputy John Westring has decided to run for sheriff. I'm excited for John. I'm excited for um, what he can bring to the office. And more than that, he's, he's got good people with him that know how to do the job they're doing. Um, the years of experience, when I was adding those up, it was astonishing. Um, law enforcement right now is, is having a tough time recruiting and and having people stay, retention. And right now we're lucky to have the people that we have here with the years of experience. Um, when I leave, it'll, it'll be seamless with John or whoever, whoever else decides to run. But I'm not worried about that, so it does make it easier. Sheriff McLaren thanks his wife Mary and his family for their patience and support over the years. Three new members attended the inaugural Atlantic City Council meeting last evening. Mayor Grace Garrett welcomed Ward 1 City Council Person Emily Kennedy, Mike McDermott Ward 3, and Sean Sarsfield in Ward 5. During the business portion of the meeting, the council approved the First Whitney Bank and Trust as the city's official bank and approved the Atlantic News Telegraph as the city's official newspaper for publication. Now, Atlantic City Administrator John London stepped to the podium and reported the city's health insurance renewal will come out next week. He said the city is tracking similarly to last year, which rose 6.4%. I'm not really sure what that means in insurance lingo, if that means we get the same increase or it's going to be no increase, I don't know, if we were 6.4 last year, um, it could certainly have been worse, but um, still higher than I'd like to see. Lund received some good news from the local option sales tax figures for November and December, showing an increase of 2.7% over last year. He says the 2023 holiday season brought in $243,094 compared to $236,550 in 2022. Holiday shopping in Atlanta went pretty well. Lund says the assessed valuations rose 25%. To four hundred two million seven hundred fifty thousand seven hundred eighty one dollars. 
Lund says this increases the city's maximum borrowing capacity and drops the debt-to-value ratio, which is good. Lund says that is where the good news ends. He says the city will receive $34,323 in new general fund dollars, which he says is very low for a reassessment year. The fiscal year 2024 budget is a little over $4.2 million. Now, last spring, the Iowa legislature passed a $100 million property tax cut into law. The new law requires local governments to use surplus revenue to lower their levies. This means if value rates rise, the levy rates will fall. This will cause local governments to sharpen their pencils regarding budgeting. Atlantic Mayor Grace Garrett. We will we will do our best to manage what we receive, and um, we will begin to evaluate um, and move forward in doing the best possible budget we can for our city. Lund did say a footnote to this will not affect the city's economic development projects this year. He says, yes, this will affect the city's business operations, but the property tax cuts will not affect economic development as far as planning for growth. A proposal to reduce setbacks for the wind turbine project in southern Ottawa County will be the topic of a planning and zoning board meeting this afternoon. The Ottawa County Board of Supervisors has been fielding requests to increase the setbacks between the turbines and dwellings. The Board of Supervisors recommends a 1,250-foot setback for participating landowners and a 1,750-foot setback for non-participating residents. Ottawa County Supervisor Vice Chairman Doug Sorensen says the public is invited to attend the meeting at 1 p.m. in the Supervisor's Boardroom at the Courthouse. If there's people who want to comment on that, and I'm sure they do, I don't want to be as... Uh as transparent as I can. The setback in Ottawa County is currently 1,000 feet. The previous project was 1,200 feet, the standard throughout Iowa. Now, the supervisors had received requests to go as high as 2,500 feet. The proposed project is for 66 to 100 turbines. The sign-up has started. Construction will begin in 2027-28. Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday approved the Secondary Roads Department's Road Improvement Policy. Mandy Billings reports. The policy states Pottawatomie County desires to uniformly participate with property owners who seek to improve their road by petitioning for a secondary road assessment district or a special secondary road assessment district. This type of petition is a proposal by property owners to pay some or all of the costs to improve a county road along their property. Board Chairman Susan Miller said she took this out for a test drive on a street in Carson where she knew the property owners and the lay of the land just for hypothetical reasoning. And just putting it into that spreadsheet and working through it, John and I discovered all kinds of strange scenarios that could come up. And there's not going to be a, a best one-time solution. The board's going to have to be flexible and we're going to have to look at it on a case-by-case basis and I think the way the document is written it leads to that. For state code, right? For state code, yes. The procedures state that interested parties should contact the Secondary Roads Department for assistance in meeting the petition requirements and to request a pre-petition meeting. Before submitting the petition, 75% of the listed parcels must show the owner's signatures as approval for the road improvement costs and provide the required ownership documentation. The petition and all signature pages shall be date stamped and filed with the county engineer on or before October 1st to be constructed in the following season. Once reviewed by the county attorney's office, the county engineer will place the petition on the agenda for the Board of Supervisors to consider for approval. 
I'm Eddie Billings reporting. With the second session of the 118th Congress approaching and California's Proposition 12 now in effect, Iowa U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley is renewing his push for federal legislation to protect hog farmers in Iowa and nationwide. Proposition 12 was passed by California, and in the end, it's really going to hurt the economy of Iowa. Grassley says Iowa's a top pork producer in the U.S. California imports most of its pork and accounts for 13% of the nation's total pork consumption. can't sell our products in California because we farm differently than the uh, eggheads of California uh, think we ought to run our animal agriculture. So oh, we're going to have to solve this problem by uh, passing legislation. Senator Grassley says California's move to impose burdensome standards on pork sales, regardless of what state the pig is raised, stands to hike costs for consumers and threaten producers to market opportunities and bottom lines. So Senator Ernst and I, and uh, we're joining Senator Marshall and other members of Congress uh, to uh, make sure that uh, Iowa pork can be sold in California because we want to help the consumers of California because they're not going to be able to afford bacon for their breakfast. The Grassley-backed Exposing Agricultural Trade Suppressions Act prohibits state and local governments from interfering with agricultural production nationwide while preserving their ability to regulate farming and ranching within their jurisdictions. More news on the website at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.